So Marcus and I, we actually met. Did we meet it? I guess we met at church, probably. Um, so we went to Karis Christian Center in Colorado Springs together uh, for a number of years. And, and uh, Marcus has been a real blessing to Molly and I. He's given us some powerful prophetic words over the years. Right before we came here to plant this church, he gave us a really great word that ministered to us. It about knocked Molly over. And he wasn't even touching her. So that's how you know the word's anointed. So anyway, and, and uh, he's been a great um, uh, blessing in our lives. And I know he'll be a blessing in yours. So come up here, Marcus, and uh, uh, we're going to receive from you. Josh, can you help me? So anyway, would you give Marcus a big round of applause as he comes up here? Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Max, for having me in. I appreciate it. Hallelujah. God's about to do some good things today. Yep, I like it. This is going to be like shooting fish in a barrel. That's what I like when you, when you don't. Some places where you go, you got to do everything. It's like plowing concrete. And then other places... You're familiar with the Holy Spirit. You shun die. You swing from the light fixtures in here. And I, I don't have to do all that. Hopefully that's one of these churches, which I think it is. Hallelujah. Because I know your pastor. Amen. Uh, go ahead and uh, can you give me those uh, CDs here? We got some product that we brought. And yep, just that. And I just want to talk a little bit about those. And you can go back to the table and purchase those if you want to. But here's the first one. Personally, and uh, this is self-serving, uh, but anyhow, everything you, want, you need to know about the prophetic, get a really good solid foundation, is contained in these three series. And I really believe that if you're interested in knowing more about the prophetic and you want the full, go for it, swing for the bleachers and get it all. But the first series is nine disc, and this one here I did is called Discovering the Prophetic. And this will give you a basic foundation on the prophetic, and uh, what I talk about there is how I started off is I, I start talking about Elijah and I start talking about the importance of having prophetic uh, stability, prophetic credibility, and prophetic longevity. If you want to be a solid prophetic person, you're going to have to be stable. Amen. We don't want granola prophets, fruity, nutty, and flaky. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, and you're going to have to be credible. You know what? When I say, thus saith the Lord... People know they can take the words that I can say out of my mouth, uh, they can take them to the bank. But, you know, because I, and there's reasons, and I talk about that at the end of this series, there's reasons why people miss God prophetically. The number one reason that people miss God prophetically is you feel the need to perform. You manufacture the prophetic instead of manifest the prophetic. And when you feel the need to perform, you're going to miss God. And the greatest example of it is, is Peter. Remember Peter? Who do men say that I am? And then he said, who do you say I am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. Peter was feeling, you know, he's feeling great. He got recognized by Jesus in front of the big 12, right? <laughs> he's going to do it again. And then he thinks he's Jesus' personal counselor. And then the next sentence, same chapter, get behind me, Satan. For thou savorest not the things that be a man, but the things that be of God, but the things that be a man. And it tells you why he missed God. Because one minute his heart was set on God, and the next minute he felt the need to manufacture something, and he missed God. And we want to be, be stable. 
We want to be credible, and we want to be in it for the long haul. Amen? We don't want to be a shooting, uh, a shooting star or a, or a flash in the pan. So give this to somebody. who need, Where's that girl that came up this morning and prophesied? Yep, give that to her. Amen? That will help her out. Then we have this uh, how to judge prophecy. How many people know that not everything that glitters is gold and not everything that says thus saith the Lord is thus saith the Lord? And you need to know whether it's God or not God and how to judge it. And there's a lot in scripture that tells us to try the spirits. So go ahead and pass that out, throw that to somebody that can catch. <laughs> and then finally we have this is responding to the prophetic. Look at that cover. It is a prophetic cover. See that right there? We, got, we literally got that at night. And what this is, is I, I did an early bird class at Karis Bible College on the prophetic, and I sent out index cards, and, and I, I, was, I wanted to make sure that I was answering everybody's questions on the prophetic. And the two questions that I had concerning the prophetic in that class was this. How do I hear God? People want to know how to hear God, how to recognize God's voice. And when I receive a prophetic word, somebody gave me a word, what do I do with that word? Because there seems to be words that are being delayed, that are going unfulfilled, and what do I do? And this tells you what to do with prophetic words. There are two type of words. There's a word of faith and there's a work of faith. A word of faith is where you believe God and it comes to pass and you don't do anything. No, no actions required. But then there's also a work of faith in which God has given you specific directions in the prophetic once you judge it and you know it's of God. And if you don't take those corresponding act, actions, it won't be because that person is a false prophet. It's because you didn't believe the word of God. Yeah. The word was preached to them as well as unto us, but the word did not profit them that heard it. Not being mixed with faith. You got to do something with it. And you got to respond. So give this to somebody who looks like they need a prophetic word to come to pass. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's going to get good. Now it's going to get good. Are you okay with that? With it getting good? Are you okay with Jesus showing up? Amen. I am too. Hallelujah. Hopefully he does show up. I told him. I said, Jesus, if you don't show up, I'm going to be in trouble. Hallelujah. Because uh, Max, you know, hallelujah. Max made it sound like I'm one of the two witnesses in the book of Revelation. If I don't bring something on, it's over, man. Hallelujah. God now, glory. Hallelujah. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Father God, we just thank you for this time together. And we put up our, our, our hearts as an antenna to receive from you. Whatever you would have for us today, we, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into every area of our heart and our life. Areas that we may have cordoned off. Areas that we may have closed to you. We allow you into every nook and cranny of our heart to say what you need to say so that we can be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now see, when you come here, when you, when you begin to preach, sometimes you end up talking yourself into a lot of things. I mean, I would love to do the, the Vulcan mind melds on you. Just put my, hand, my fingers on the side of your head and download everything. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen today. But what I want to talk to you about today is I want to talk to you about and oh, by the way, we got partnerships back there if you would like to partner with us. And also, you can check us out on our website at marcuswickministries.com, and there's a lot of goodies on there for you. That way, you can stay uh, in, 
uh, stay in touch with us because I'm about ready to do another series on the supernatural power of tongues and what tongues does. And, and, and these things will bless you. But anyhow, today what I want to talk to you about is I, I want to go ahead and I want to teach an aspect of that last series that I, I passed out on responding to the prophetic. And uh, that's what I want to talk to you about today. What do you with, do with prophetic words that have been spoken over you or how do you respond to it? Not all prophetic words spoken over you will automatically come to pass. And you got to know that. Now, there are words that are predictive, which Moses talked about, where I prophesy that, you know, like, you know, Kenneth Copeland did one time. He prophesied that the Berlin Wall is going to come down. Guess what? You don't have to do nothing. Either things coming down or things not coming down. And it did. That's predictive. Amen? And, and, and sometimes those words... Those words, uh, those, those are, those, that is one type of word, but there are basically two different types of words, and I want to talk about those today. Turn with me, if you will, if you get your Bibles today, to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. Hallelujah. God is good. Isn't he? Yes, he is. God is good. If you don't know God is good, you need to discover it. Amen. It says right here in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, this charge, that means this commandment, I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou, buyest them, uh, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Now here's the thing. If prophetic words automatically come to pass, why would I have to war a warfare? Why would I have to fight? Amen? Amen? In other words, what prophecy does is it gives me a sword so that I can sit there and cut the devil in half. When I have a prophetic word from God, I can sit there and go in a certain direction, and whatever's in my way, the miracle working power of God is available, and I can steamroll any opposition if I have a word from God. Amen. And if I don't have a word from God... I need to get a word from God. Now, the number one way that God speaks to you, 90% of the time, the way God's going to speak to you is he's going to speak to you through the written word of God. So what we're going to do is when we want to hear God's voice, we ask ourselves, does the word of God clearly already talk about what I'm seeking wisdom and counsel in? And I go to the written word of God. The prophetic was never meant to replace a, or backfill a personal deficiency in the Word of God. Many of your questions can get answered if you'll just pick up your Bible and, hallelujah, look at what the Word says. I want advice on marriage. The Bible has something to say about marriage. I want advice on finances. The Bible has something to say about finances. So on and so forth. So when I want to hear from God, I'm going to go to the Word of God first. And God will quicken scripture, and God will release understanding in the word of God, and he will give me a word that fits my situation for, or your situation so that you and I can have God's result and arrive at a God or uh, supernatural uh, destiny. Amen? That's what we want to do. We want to go to the word of God first. And many prophetic people, what do you do? You know what prophetic people do? Boy, I'm already getting off my message. We'll go with the flow. Amen? <laughs> Bodhi prophetic people do what I do. I'm going with the flow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Many prophetic people are always looking for a word 
and it creates instability in your life because you're always looking for a word outside of the word instead of going to the word. Amen? And the prophetic was never meant to replace the written word of God. The prophetic is meant to come alongside and, and be a supplement to an already personal, thriving relationship with the Word of God. Amen? Amen? You don't need a word every week. You don't. You really don't. And most of you that need a word every week, if you just get a revelation of what the Word of God says, have your problems would be solved. They'd go away. They would. Basically, most of the prophetic words that you get every week are, God, tell me you love me and hug me. You're getting prophetic hugs. God, I love you. God loves me. I love you, God. You're like, you know, you're like a new boyfriend and a girlfriend. Are you still on the phone, God? Yes. You hang up, God. No, you hang up. I love you. I love you too, God. You know what I'm saying? I go to the Word of God. I know that God loves me. I love to experience His presence. I love to feel His love. I love to feel His joy upon my life, but I don't always feel it. Especially first thing in the morning when I haven't had my first cup of coffee yet. After I have my cup of coffee, the presence of God comes right on in. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm ready to go. Java. Jehovah Java. Come on, people. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't drank it, you, you, you know, anyhow. If you got to have an addiction, pick coffee. Amen. <laughs> coffee and meat. Amen. It's not, and I'm not addicted to coffee. I can quit anytime I want to. I just don't want to quit. <laughs> Hallelujah. But praise God, it's a good thing. And what happens is we, we want to get in, we want to go to the Word of God first. What does the Word of God first say? And I'll tell you what, that is a powerful and effective way for God to speak to you, to quicken to you a word that, that, uh, from the Word that fits for your situation. And make it go from Logos to Rhema. I like that, man. That really, that really, really blesses me. And God's going to speak to you that way. So here we find out in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. There are basically two types of prophetic words. Okay, when a word is spoken over you, and you got to judge these words, what kind they are. And there's somebody who taught a series on how to judge prophecy. It's back on a table somewhere in this, house, in this uh, place, and it would be a good series to get. Is it a word of faith or a work of faith? Now, Paul told Timothy to war a good warfare. How many people know that in order for a soldier to war a good warfare, he needs military equipment? So the first type of word is a word of faith, where God imparts to you prophetically a word of faith, and we're going to talk about how to respond to that. And the second word is a work of faith. A word of faith is a shield. A work of faith is a sword. So did God give you a shield or did God give you a, a, a sword? Does the word of prophecy require you to be on the offensive? Is it an offensive word or is it a defensive word? Amen. I think it is good too. When God told me, I thought the same thing. You're good, God. That's awesome. Go on, continue, Lord. So let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. Now, I love prophetic people because I am one. 
And, uh, but us prophetic people, another thing that prophetic people are bad at. You know what prophetic people are bad at? Let me tell you something. And exhorters. Exhorters and prophetic people. You're good at inspiration and bad at perspiration. You always got to get inspired. That's why you need a word every day. God, I really don't want to get out of bed. Inspire me. Speak to me. And you got all these words. And you're always being inspired, but you're never following through and seeing them brought to pass. An exhorter will charge you, will, will, will encourage you to charge hell with the water pistol. But while you're charging hell with the water pistol, the exhorter ain't with you. <laughs> you're like, where did you go? Go get him, boy. You're like, oh, okay, hallelujah. An exhorter is the friend that talks to you and tells you to jump off the bridge, but doesn't jump off with you. Yeah, yeah, remember. When you hit the ground, tuck and roll. What do you mean you're not jumping with me? Hallelujah. But here in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy in the laying on of hands of the presbyter. Here's the first thing, and here's three, I'm going to talk about three different things, and then we're going to go back to the word, word of faith and work of faith. Three things that prophecy does. The first thing that prophecy does, prophecy, God prophecy, will equip you. It will equip you. Paul said right here, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given you. How was it given? Through the laying on of hands of the presbyter. Through, by, by, given to you by prophecy and the laying on of hands. Prophecy and the laying on of hands, that's one of the roles of the prophet, is I can lay hands on you and prophet, get a, receive a prophetic word, and I can activate your gift and your call in the body of Christ if God is revealing something to me. Amen? It will equip you to do something. It says here that, Paul, that Timothy received his gift through prophecy and the laying on of hands. Acts chapter 13. Let's turn there real quick. Acts 13. Notice I say real quick, a lot, and then I do it slow. <laughs> Acts chapter 13, and this is Paul and Barnabas and some other prophets. Look at verse 1. Now there were in the church that was at, that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius, and some of these other words I can't pronounce. That's okay. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and they sent them away. Paul and Barnabas shifted from being prophets and teachers and stepped into an apostolic call through the prophetic. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10. And this is Saul receiving a prophetic word from uh, uh, Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. And I want to look at verse 6. And it says in verse 6, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned into, what? Another man. Prophecy will churn you, will activate, equip you, and churn you into another person. A person that you ain't naturally. A person that you are supernaturally. Prophecy will give you, get you unstuck. Right now, right, you're white-knuckling it at the high dive, and you don't want to jump into what God's called you to do. I'm coming behind you, and I'm pushing you off the high dive. Amen? You'll be okay. 
and then I'll look over my shoulder. I'm, a, I, I'm an excellent lifeguard. I'm just going to look over my shoulder all the time and make sure you don't go under. As long as you're not going under, you're going to make it. Amen. How many people know there's a better way to go into ministry than do it that way? <laughs> Hallelujah. But prophecy equips you. It equips Saul. It equipped equip Paul and Barnabas. It equipped Timothy. It will reach on the inside of you and supernaturally turn on some switches. Number two, not only does prophecy equip you, but prophecy blazes a trail. Listen to me. It blazes a trail of a possible future, not a guaranteed future. Because what you decide to do with it is going to determine whether or not the will of God as revealed in prophecy is going to come to pass or not. You don't do anything. For instance, here, I just felt like I need to say this right now. Some of you may be having a hard time hearing God. It's like God's not talking as much as you used to. Well, here's how, this is the number one thing that you do when, when you're not hearing the voice of God as clearly as you should. You ready? Go back and remember the last clear thing God told you to do. Did you do it? If you didn't do it, that's why God ain't talking. God is kind of like your wife. If you're not going to listen to the first thing she's saying, she ain't saying nothing else. <laughs> Amen? I know that. When the wife goes quiet, it's not a good thing, husbands. When children go quiet, it's not a good thing. That's, that is a rule. Family rule 101. When the kids and the wife are quiet, you better find out what's going on. Amen? I just saved your life right there. I just saved you years of marriage counseling. Amen? Yep. Amen. Men go to deaf. How do you know when a man is deaf? When he can't hear anything. When he's got the remote control in his hand, he can't hear a thing. Anyhow, that's beside the point. Prophecy blazes a trail. 1 Timothy 1.18, sorry. It says that the prophecies which went before on thee. Prophecies go before you. They blaze the trail. They lay out the path. Amos. Turn, if you will, to Amos chapter 7. I mean, chapter 3. Amos chapter 3. We're going to read out of Amos today. Amos 3, Amen. 7. Surely the Lord will do nothing, but he reveal his secret unto his prophets. God operates through man. You and I have authority in the earth. Through the gift of prophecy, God reveals his will to you so that you'll speak it out of your mouth and release the hand of God. Yeah. Like Noah's flood, right? Remember, God brought a flood upon the earth, right? In judgment. If you read in Hebrews chapter 11, that ain't what it says. Hebrews, says, Hebrews chapter 11, when talking about Noah, says this. Noah condemned the earth by faith. Noah believed God, and Noah brought the judgment on the earth, not God. It was God that did it. It was his power, his ability, but God could not do it independent of Noah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Amen? Amen? Check that out. I know that kind of pops your sovereignty of God bubble right there. That's okay. <laughs> God wants to speak things and declare your future. Turn, if you will, to Luke chapter 3. So we learn it equips you, and we're still on. It, bla it blazes a trail of a possible future. Amen? How many people are going to go back and dust some of these prophets, prophetic words that have been spoken over your life? The ones that don't have an expiration date. 
Some, some prophetic words have an expiration date and some don't. And the ones, that had a, the ones that had an expiration date, you just say, God, I'm sorry, I was ignorant. I didn't know what I was doing. Give me another one. Woo! Try me again. Yeah. Let's try again. You're merciful and you're compassionate and I'm just a slow learner. I really am. <laughs> let me, why do you think the Lord, you know, takes and repeats things three or four times? Yeah. <laughs> you know why he does? Because it takes three or four times to get us to move. It is not a badge of honor to say the Lord's been dealing with me for a year and a half. That is not a badge of honor. That's not something to be proud of. You disobedient, slow of heart, stiff-necked person, you. <laughs> Lord's been dealing with me for a year and a half. Holy cow! No wonder why God can't get anything done. Well, I want to, I want to, I'll just use Josh as an example. Josh does not really like this. The Lord's up there talking to the angels. I really want to use Josh, but the last time I told him to do something, it took him a year and a half to get it done. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to do that. He ain't going to, you're, you're going to stop yourself from being used to the Lord because it takes you for so long to obey. It really does. When, you, when it comes crunch time and God needs a man to get in there and get the job done, I ain't calling Josh. Took him a year and a half last time. <laughs> but yeah, what happened? I prayed that my car was broke down. I asked the Lord to send somebody gasoline. And I prayed. And God wakes Josh up at 2 in the morning and says, go grab a can of gas and go down to 5th Avenue. And then Josh meets the brother two years later. Oh, yeah, God told me two years ago <laughs> to go do that. And I, and I didn't want to do it. But anyhow, that's a whole other story. I'm kind of getting off on a rabbit trail. Tracing the rabbit. So it says right here, it blazes a trail of a possible future. John chapter 3, verse 4. John 3. And this is talking about John the Baptist. Amen? As it is written in the book of Isaiah, the prophet saying, the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Can I get a witness that John the Baptist was a prophet? Yeah. Amen? Can we agree on that? Yeah. Amen. Are we okay there? Is that too theologically challenging for you? Yes, John the Baptist was a prophet. The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Can I get a witness that if this is the characteristics of John the Baptist, it may be the characteristics of the prophetic? The prophetic will what? Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. God gets rid of cook. The prophetic will blaze a trail of a possible future. It will prepare the way of the Lord. It will prepare. God is announcing, this is what I want to do in your life. And the, prophet, the prophetic is going to prepare the way of the Lord to do what he wants to do. It will make those crooked paths straight. What's the crooked path? I don't know the will of God. What's the crooked path? I'm uncertain of the will of God. Now all of a sudden I know the will of God and I have bold, Bible-believing, mountain-moving faith. Because I know what God said. He says right here, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Verse 5, every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked path shall be made straight, and the rough ways shall be made smooth. And all flesh shall see, what? look at that, uh, ain't that awesome? What's that talking about? Verse 6, the manifestation of the power of God. God wants you to experience something. God wants you to see something. But he can't bring it into your life until the valleys have been filled, the mountains been, and the hills have been brought low, and the crooked paths have been made straight, and the rough ways have been made smooth. Amen? How many people need some things smoothed out today? 
Glory to God. You do. And the rest of you are lying in Jesus' name. If you got in-laws, you need things smoothed out. I know. Praise God. Just kidding. I got wonderful in-laws. Hallelujah. Hopefully they're not watching this. But anyhow, it says right here, John the Baptist. So it blazes a trail. The valleys are filled. The mountains are brought low. God smooths things out when they want to do it. And what happens when you got a smooth surface? You ever see the speed where they want to break the speed records? What do they do? They go out to the salt flats of Nevada, soup that, soup that car up or that motorcycle, and they punch that gas and go as far as they can, as fast as they can. You can only do that on a flat surface. You cannot drive it. Well, there's a pass, and Max knows what, and Josh knows too. The pat I-24. You can't, you can't go up that pass to Woodland Park because it's all curvy and weavy, and, and the police are there. The popo will pull you over if you go through there, and they will thank you. They love brand new Karis students because it pays for their police and their highway <laughs> patrol balls. We appreciate Karis. Thank you for your donation to my vacation to the Bahamas. And, you know, when, when the new school year starts up, man, they speed through that pass. But you know what? After the police pull a couple of them over, they slow down. But anyhow, you, you can't, my point is you can't, you're going to get in an accident. But if things are made smooth, things are made flat, things that you can go all out as fast as you want to go. When you know the will of God, the will of God produces faith. You cannot have faith where you do not know the will of God. So if you don't know the will of God, you should be praying, God, give me wisdom and let me know what your will is. Because I can't believe you. I'm not putting a fleece out and whatever happens to me is God's will. That is dumb. It really is. You're going you're gonna to end up opening yourself to all kinds of things. But when you know the will of God, you can believe God with confidence. And that's one of the things that the prophetic will do. And we won't turn there, but Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, however you want to pronounce it, chapter 2, verse 1 and 3, says, write the vision and make it plain, that he that reads it may run. You can't run when there's Legos all over the, hallelujah, living room floor. You know what I'm talking about, hey? If you've had kids, you have not lived, you have not known pain until you have had a Lego in the arch of your foot in the middle of the night. And then you're going to say, glory to God, I'm saved. I didn't cuss. I was doubting my salvation. I stepped on a Lego and hallelujah. I said, glory to God. That was the first thing that came out. Praise God. That's how you test your salvation. That's one of the new tests Max is going to do for leadership. He's going to turn you into a dark room barefoot and see you step on a Lego to see what comes out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now nah, he ain't going to do that. But anyhow, that's funny. So anyhow, so prophecy equips you. Prophecy blazes a, a trail of a possible future. And prophecy can widen the door of faith. Meaning that you're already believing God for something. And then through the prophetic, it comes alongside and widens it strengthens your faith or widens that door. Amen? And then all of a sudden you're believing God for something and a prophetic person comes along and confirms it and you're like, mm, I'm on the right trail. I knew I was on the right trail. Now where's that devil? And the devil's sitting there saying, watch out. They're about ready to do something. Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15. 
Verse 32. We want to look at this real quick. And Judas and Silas being what? Prophets. Also themselves. Acts 15, 32. Exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. The word confirm in the Greek is this. To establish beside. Strengthen more. To render more firm or to confirm. To establish beside, strengthen more, to render more firm or to confirm. They came alongside and strengthened what they were already believing God for. Prophetically. Amen? That's what we need. It widens your door of faith. Acts, and we won't turn here, but you can write these down. Acts 23, 11. Paul, uh, Jesus stood by Paul and he strengthened him. You're going to go to Rome and you're going to be okay. He already was believing that. How many people know that? That would be a, like a little wind in yourselves that Jesus shows up in the room and talks to you. That'd be good, wouldn't it? And then uh, I remember one time I had an angelic visitation in a dream. And the angel, uh, here's the point I'm trying to make. The angel told me some certain things and strengthened my faith because my hours at my place that I was working were getting cut down at the grocery store when I was a young man. And an angel appeared to me and said, in my sleep, and said, God said, you're doing a great job. If they cut your hours down to nothing, don't quit. Just keep doing what you're doing. Right? That's awesome. An angel. An angel from the presence of the Lord. You know the angel said to me? The angel goes, you got any other questions? And you know what I said? No. <laughs> the angel of the Lord asked you if you got any questions and you can't ask anything? I'm like, what is wrong with me? Who is the whore of Babylon? Who are the two witnesses in the book of Revelation? No, I didn't ask him any questions. I just said no. <laughs> now God's going to tell me when I get to heaven. I, I sent an angel. He asked you. You didn't ask any questions. So but anyhow, you know what? If, if, God, if, if God asks you any questions like that, the answer is yes. Do something. Acts 27, verse 23, Paul and an angel stood by him. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 17, the Lord stood by me, and he strengthened me. So here, I, I'm reading it. Yeah, prophecy equips you. Prophecy blazes a trail of a possible future. The prophetic will widen the door of faith. And I'm sitting there going, you know what, that's, 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 a, that's a pretty good way of saying it. Is there another way of saying it? And I said, yeah, there must be another way of saying it, because the Holy Spirit was beginning to ask me. I said, how else can you say it? And I, I didn't, when I wrote this note, like I wrote these down, I never made this connection. But turn to, but the Holy Spirit made it for me. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And let's look at verse 3. So prophecy equips you. Prophecy blazes a possible tra a trail of a possible future. And prophecy can widen the door of faith. 1 Corinthians 14, 3. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto the men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. Prophecy equips you. Exhortation. You know what the word exhortation in the Greek means? To promote spiritual growth. It equips you. I was like, Holy Spirit, that's awesome. What else do you know? Tell me more. He makes me look really, really smart. The Holy Spirit and Sharon make me look smart. Hallelujah. If I came here preaching without Sharon, I'd be in a t-shirt and some tennis shoes and some cargo pants. It, it would not look good. I would not look pretty. But anyhow, 
The Holy Spirit is, is good. He'll make you look smart. Edification. Exhortation. It blazes a trail of a possible future. Exhortation speaks of the future. He stirs you up to take a, a future course of action. Comfort. He widens the door of faith. Or he comes along and comforts you in what you're already believing for. Ain't that awesome? I think it is too. Now we need to judge what types of prophecies have been spoken over us. And I want to, I want to quickly wrap it up right here. And, and I'm not going to have enough time to teach on all this today. And that's okay. We're good with that, right? Yeah, we are. We're going to have to be. Well, praise God. The first thing is a word of faith. Let me give you some examples of a word of faith. Are you ready for this? Second Chronicles chapter 20. Turn there. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Let's turn there real quick. And we'll look at it. And I encourage you to get on the website or buy the CDs and just do what you need to do to get more rooted in these things. Second Corinthians chapter 20, verse 20. This is the story of Jehoshaphat. The word of they had an army coming against them. They were going to get destroyed. Jehoshaphat put his declared a fast. They sought the Lord. You know the story, right? If you don't read it, please read it later. You get some homework. The word of the Lord came forth. You will not have to fight this battle. How many people know that sounds like a word of faith? He said, and look at the response that Jehoshaphat had to that prophetic word. In verse 20. And they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tico or whatever it is. And they went forth. Is there a town in Kansas named that? No, Topeka, that's Topeka. Jehoshaphat stood and said unto me, Hear, the, hear, hear me, o, o Judea, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. Believe as prophets, so shall you prosper. They received a word of faith. What did they have to do? Believe. Notice what it says, the first part of the verse. Believe in the Lord your God. You got to believe and you got to establish that the word is from God and not from Marcus or whoever else. This is a word from God. Put your faith in God first and then put your faith in his prophets. And what did they do? They believed God. They, they believed God so much, they sent the praise and worship team out first. God ambushed the ambushes and they won a victory. They didn't have to do anything but believe. There have been words spoken over you and God is saying it's an invitation to believe God and watch what God's going to do. Amen. You don't have to do anything except believe God. Amen. And what is the ultimate fruit? What is the ultimate fruit of faith that is in your heart? What is it? The manifestation of Bible-believing faith is what? Joy, praise, peace. You are filled, according to uh, uh, Romans chapter 16, I believe it is, you are filled with all joy and peace in believing. When you believe God, you're full of joy, you're happy. And you're full of peace. Because you got a word from God and you know what's going to happen. Amen? Amen? And some of you received words like that and all you had to do was believe God and, you, and you, you haven't mixed it with faith and that's why it's not coming to pass. You're waiting on something that already, said, that already happened. God already told you. 
He said, believe me, open up the door of faith and watch and allow my hand to work in this situation. Hezekiah, and we're not going to turn there. Hezekiah, uh, the prophecy. It, well, here we'll go back to Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, 2 Chronicles 2, 14 through 17 is the prophecy. 2 Chronicles 14 through 7, 2 Chronicles 20, chapter 20, 14 through 17 is the prophecy. 2 Chronicles 20, 20 is the response. King Hezekiah, the prophecy is found in Isaiah 37, 33 through 35. The response is found in verse 36 and 38. Isaiah 37, 30, I hopefully you follow this. It shows, so what it does in the Bible many times, it shows the word of the Lord, and then it shows you how, what they did. Hezekiah and Joseph had a word of faith, and what did they do? They believed God, sent out the praise and worshipers, and believed God. And Hezekiah's story is awesome. The angel of the Lord come there, drew a sword, slew those kings, and they went back home. And he didn't do nothing except believe God. So when prophecy releases a word of faith, it must be believed in order for it to come to pass. Unbelief will make void this type of prophecy. You got to believe it. Then we have a work of faith. Very quickly. A work of faith. With the word of faith. Luke chapter 1 verse 45. Blessed, talking about Mary. Mary had a prophetic word about, uh, you know, Birthing Jesus, correct? She had a prophetic word. Look at the response in Luke 1, 45. And blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her of the Lord. You gotta believe. If she don't believe, we know what happens? It won't come to pass. Remember, she, remember Zechariah? When the angel of the Lord said, you're going to bear a child, he said, how can this be? His statement was one of unbelief. And what did the, devil, what did, what did the angel do? We're going to shut your mouth so that you cannot talk and stop what God's going to do. And he was able to shut his mouth. Well, see, God just independently, no, no. He was able to shut his mouth because of the prophecies that Isaiah spoke. He was able to work in the world. The angel could not do anything without a man giving him access into the world. And Isaiah already spoke the prophetic words about John the Baptist. And Zechariah was going to be a counterbalance against that prophecy being fulfilled. So the angel through the doorway that Isaiah opened shut Zechariah's mouth. You're going to set this one out, buddy. In fact, that's it. What you're doing, this is what you're doing with your mouth. This is what I want you to do. Be quiet now. Zip it. You are not allowed to talk anymore. So then, the, again, the last type of fa uh, 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 thing that the prophetic will do will give you a work of faith that you may war. And here's what I want to read about this, and we're going to stop right here. A prophecy that is a work of faith is when a word is spoken that has the specific corresponding actions that must be taken in order for it to come to pass. You must fulfill the instructions of faith in order to see the fulfillment of this prophecy. Okay? Examples. Remember? Prophecy. Joshua chapter 6. You're supposed to walk around this wall, keep your mouth quiet. Again, why did God tell them to keep their mouth quiet? Because they died in the wilderness because of unbelief. So this time you're not allowed to talk. You're going to be quiet for seven days and you're going to zip it. 
And then day seven, when you shout, your shout is going to be a shout, not of the wilderness, but of time contemplating while you've been in the wilderness, quietly contemplating <laughs> while you've been in the wilderness for 40 years. And when you shout this time, it's going to be a shout of faith and not a shout of unbelief. You know, again, this is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. Zip it. Do not speak unbelief. And what did they do? Joshua went away and the children of Israel did what God told them to do. And what happened? The walls came down. One day they would have got that prophetic word and says, yep, God told us to do this. I'm believing any day. I've been believing God for 20 years for these walls to come down. What did God tell you to do? Well, he told me to walk around it, but I haven't done that yet. Well, the walls aren't coming down. You know that? Do you understand that? If you don't do what God tells you to do, ain't nothing happening. And it's amazing. Sharon and we went ahead and, 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 and God told us to give some offerings to people this week. God would say, I, I, I bless somebody. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm not telling the amount to bless, to, to, to tell you how much I gave, but I'm just going to tell you, give an example. This, we have a friend that's got a radio program. They just launched a radio program. They're reaching centers. So I thought, you know, let's go ahead and write them a check for 200 and, uh, you know, $200. That's what I said. We'll write them a check for that. And I, I felt proud, wrote it. So here you go. I want to bless you. And I, my heart's good, right? And I'm, I'm in there brushing my teeth. Guess what? Brushing my teeth. Here's the thing. Remember the shut your mouth principle? You know why God talks to you in the shower? Because your mouth is finally shut. <laughs> it's the truth. Because yeah. you're finally listening instead of talking. It's, it's, it's a, why was God talking to me when I was brushing my teeth? Because I couldn't talk. <laughs> now, nah, anyhow, just kidding. But it's, it's the truth, though, many times. If we just get quiet before the Lord, God can talk. And so what happened was, I, I sat there and God said, man, that's a good offering. I felt the favor of the Lord on me. He tapped me on the shoulder. Now I want you to go ahead and pay for her radio program for one month. Pay for one of it for one month, which was another $540. I was like, and that's what, you know what you do there? Lord, can you confirm this word in Jesus' name? <laughs> I need a confirmation. Ain't it amazing? Well, look, let me tell you something when it comes to offerings. You ready for this? Your flesh doesn't want to give that money. How many people's flesh wants to give somebody $740? No. I don't want to, and I'm just using it as an example. And the devil ain't going to tell you to give money. So guess what? It's probably God. <laughs> Amen. I go, all right, Lord. I was like, what did you say, Lord? I'm brushing my teeth. I act like I didn't hear the Lord. You know you heard me. You know you heard me. Elijah, real quick. Elijah and the, and the widow at Zarephath. The Lord had commanded her to sustain, right? And what happened was, it, you find out in verse chapter 17, the prophecy, and what did she do? She did what the Lord told her. Remember the, the, the vessels? I'm going to pay off your debt supernaturally. Here's the vessel. And then finally, the, the disciples in the cult. Let's finish up right here in Matthew chapter 21. When prophecy releases a work of faith, you must act upon the instruction or the word in order for it to come to pass. Inaction will make the prophecy void. So you got to do what God tells you to do. And you got to go back to the last clear thing that the Lord told you to do. Prophecy equips you. It blazes a trail of a possible future. It widens the door of faith. There may be a word of faith or a work of faith. And some of you right now want to encourage you. You're okay. We all miss God. We've missed God. I can write a book on how to miss God. What you got to do is go back in those prophecies that don't have expiration dates. Ask yourself, have I responded to that prophetic word? Have I done what God told me to do? Did I believe 
God's word. Did I mix it with faith? Did I, did I take the action that he told me to take? And if you didn't, go back, repent, just repent, and pick up right where you left off, and you'll see the power of God contained in those prophetic words released in your life, and you'll experience God. Amen? Amen? How many people that blessed you today? Now you know what to do with the prophetic. Amen? Max is going to come up. Praise God. Well, we want to give you an opportunity to uh, sow into Brother Marcus's ministry, and then um, we're going to do something special after this. But real quickly, if you'd like to give, again, I, one of the ways that we show honor is through uh, giving, and we believe in Marcus. I'm on his I'm on his board, so if he does a bad job, I can fire him. So, uh, no, so we believe in what what Brother Marcus is doing, and, and uh, so if you want to give, you want to raise your hand up. The ushers give you an offering envelope. If you want to be involved in that, we appreciate your faithfulness in, in uh, uh, sowing into his ministry. How many of you can tell there's a difference between a prophet and a pastor? We need different types of people in the body of Christ. We need a variety of gifting. We need a variety of anointing. It's healthy. It's good. It makes the soup taste good when there's different flavors in there. Make your checks out to CKC. Everybody listen to me about this. Make, make your checks out to us, CKC. We will receipt you and we'll give Marcus one, one check. Okay? If you're giving with a credit card, fill out that form and we'll put it in this offering and we'll add it all up and we'll give him the check. If you give by text message, don't, I'd encourage you don't do that this time because I can't differentiate whether that's supposed to come to the church or go to Marcus. So if you want to give with your credit card, uh, use one of those offering envelopes instead of your, instead of your uh, phone. So I'm believing, you know, the, the Bible talks about that there's uh, these wells that uh, sometimes have to be redug, and, and, you know, sometimes there's prophetic words that have been spoken over us that they're like a well that's dried up, but if you go back and redig them, and you believe God for them to come to pass, you can see breakthrough over those things. So in just a minute, we're going to receive uh, this offering. I'm going to pray for it, and we'll receive it. And then if you've got kids, I'd encourage you to go get your kids. Um, uh, and you can actually bring them back in here if you want to. But please go get your kids to help our nursery and our children's church workers. But Marcus and I are going to stay in here, and Marcus is going to operate uh, prophetically and see what the Holy Spirit does. So we'll hang out here for a little bit and see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. But uh, it's, uh, it'll be fun. That's usually my favorite part. So we're going we're gonna to see what God does. Everybody ready to give? Everybody's all right? Giving is fun. I was telling him. I was telling He was just at my pastor's church. And uh, so I'm hoping, I'm believing God, we're going to outgive my pastor. I don't know. If I, if we do, I'm going to write it and rub his nose in it. So so I'm giving personally because I like to see, I like to see uh, the gospel go forward. So anyway, I try not to be too competitive. But all right, I'm going to pray for the offering. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. And Lord, we just thank you that... Uh, you aren't mad at us, that you love us, and even when we blow it, even when we don't hear you or we don't believe or we don't act on what you say, that, that you're faithful to speak to us again and, and give us other opportunities. And so we just, um, uh, we bless your people and we thank you for this offering. We receive it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 
you go ahead and uh, collect that offering. Once the buckets have passed, if you need to go pick up your kids, you can go pick up your kids. If you need to go home, you can go home. Um, but we're going to stay here for just a little bit. I rented the auditorium a little longer. And so Brother Marcus is going to you know, come back up. Uh, Marcus, you want to come back up. And uh, we're going to see what the Lord does. It's going to be good. Thank you, everybody, for giving. We really appreciate it. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So this will be like the formal dismissing part because I don't want to I don't want to interrupt Marcus or the Holy Spirit in a moment. So if you need to go, don't don't wait for me to dismiss you. Just just go. Again, if you have children, I'd encourage you to go get your children so that uh, workers can have a break. And I don't care if you bring them back in here. I think that's great. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is good, right? We're going to give the Holy Spirit a little bit of time to confirm the word, all right? So we're just going to, uh, you know, just let God do what God wants to do. Are you guys okay with that? All right. Let's just lift up your hands a little bit and worship the Lord. Father God, we just thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the word of God that went forth today. And Father, we just thank you that the Holy Spirit has been sent by you to confirm that word with signs and wonders following. And Jesus, right now, in the, we just, in your name, we invite the Holy Spirit to say and to do whatever he wants to say and do. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Where's my friend? My friend that prophesied this morning. Come on up here. I want to talk to you. Hallelujah. God is good. Down here with the people. I'll pray over you right now in the name of Jesus. I hear the Lord say right now, right now I'm going to release and begin to, uh, the Lord is going to begin to activate word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. And you're going to step out of a prophecy role, and you're going to step into more of a prophetic role in the name of Jesus. The revelation gifts of the Spirit are going to begin to activate right now, and I see fire in your mouth right now in the name of Jesus. Fire coming out of your mouth and entering into people as you speak the Word of God. Chains will be burnt off. Residue from yesterday will be burnt off in the name of Jesus. And you're going to set the captive free through the prophetic, through the Word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and in Jesus' name. The Lord saying, I release you into this. I release you into this in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for it right now. I really feel, I really feel that there's, there's been, uh, during your time of learning and hearing the voice of the Lord, that, that, that things have happened to shut you down. And the Lord is saying, right now, I'm going to strengthen you. And, and what, has, what has stifled you in your ignorance, I'm releasing that off of your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. A Holy Ghost boldness is coming upon you. That which you have done in ignorance, I'm releasing you out of that. And I'm releasing you into your call. It has not been dismissed. It has not been sidetracked. It has not been forfeited 
in the name of Jesus. I'm going to give you wisdom and understanding and you're going to walk where I've called you to walk and I release you into this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. How many people know that sometimes you did something when you was young and you're a little, you're a little cautious. You pull back once bit and twice shy. But that's okay. We all make mistakes. You know how I got I became this well-refined prophetic machine that I am today? On the other side of my pastor's desk. Marcus, we need to have a talk. Oh Lord Jesus. You know when you said, thus saith the Lord, that may, you may want to rethink that. And I'm like, okay, Lord, okay. And I, I received correction. It's okay. But we're not trying to stifle people's zeal for the prophetic. We're not trying to prof, uh, stifle people's uh, zeal for the things in the Spirit. You just need a little bit of direction. That's it. We're just going to point the flamethrower in the right direction. Make sure you're burning the right thing and not burning everybody around you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. This sister right here. Can I pray over you? When I said flamethrower, boy, your face just jumped right out. God is going to give you a flamethrower in the name of Jesus. And you're about ready to burn some things up for the kingdom of God. Are you okay with that? Yes, in the name of Jesus. I release the fire of God. I release the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Let that fire come out of her. Let it come out of her mouth. Let it come out of her ears. Let it come out of her every, every available avenue, Father God. Let her burn things up for the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. This woman here is going to catch fire. She's going to catch fire. I'm telling you, she is going to catch fire in the name of Jesus. Just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 There's a woman here. And I want to say that you had some medical problems. I actually see a medical bed and I see you laying in it and you recovered from it, but financially you haven't recovered from the medical bills. And I hear the Lord say that he is going to begin to restore that money that was lost. Who here had some medical bills that happened? You were bed fast or something happened, you were sick and you got some medical bills that need to be taken care of. Is there somebody here like that? A woman in particular? Hallelujah. Come here. I want to pray over you. Does, uh, I want to ask you another question. Now, I'm fishing on this one. I don't know. I'm just seeing something weird. Does Alan mean anything to you? The name Alan? No? Okay. I see the name Alan. That's okay. That's good. Well, sometimes I don't know what I'm seeing. I just got to slow it down a little bit. So anyhow, I'm just going to pray right now in the name of Jesus. The Lord is going to restore everything that has been lost during that time in Jesus' name. Finances, wasted time, wasted energy. The Lord is going right now and is restoring in Jesus' name. 
And I would not be surprised if somebody in the next week or something comes into your life named Alan and somebody named Alan is going to have something to do with it. Now, don't take that to the bank, but I wouldn't be surprised if that happens in the name of Jesus. Amen? Because I don't know what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the name Alan, and I'm seeing this, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. I had a lady one time I prophesied over, and I said, and the Lord is going to confirm this word with Tallahassee, Florida. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Monday morning, she goes in to hire somebody, says, I like this lady. Let's hire her. Where is she from? Tallahassee, Florida. In the name of Jesus. Father God, I release the power of God in Jesus' name into her physical body. Restore and mend in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for it. Hallelujah. Now that's a word of faith. All she's got to do is believe God and things are going to come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to pray over Max. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, I'll wait till your wife gets here. Look at that. The, the anointing got stifled. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's okay. Hallelujah. Just worship the Lord. Wait till Max. As soon as uh, Molly's in, right? We'll, 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 uh, we'll wait. Hallelujah, just worship the Lord. Come on, put a demand on Jesus. Hallelujah, Father, we worship you. I hate to do this to my uh, keyboard player, but can my key, key, keyboard player come down here? I want to pray over you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to have to sing. No, hallelujah. No, no, no. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. I hear, I just hear the Lord say right now, I hear the Lord say that there are songs in you that have yet to be released. Songs that have not been unsung and songs that the Lord has even already given you the titles to right now in the name of Jesus. And the Lord said right now, I'm going to draw those songs out of you. I'm going to draw those things out of you that I placed upon your heart. A new song, a new song is going to come forth out of your heart, out of your mind. I'm going to put everything. I just really believe that it is in you, but you don't know how to formulate it. You can't put it together. And the right now, from this day forward, there's coming a clarity and you're going to know it's all going to come together. You're going to know how to put it together and you're going to release new songs that are going to part new levels of joy to people. And by the joy of the Lord, you're going to strengthen people in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Yes, it hasn't. It's like it's all mixed in there. All the ingredients. What's the right combination? How do I make this come to pass? And God, God said, I'm going to make it come to pass. The titles of the songs that I placed upon your heart are going to be written. They're going to be sung. I'm going to bring it to pass. And yes, you will even do an album in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Father God, we thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, what's going to happen is she's going to step into something brand new. Amen. Amen. You're going to see a difference. You thought she was on fire before. You hadn't seen nothing yet. The prophetic just opened it up. I just stuck a key in a lock and I unlocked it in the name of Jesus with a word from God. Ain't that amazing? 
Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Balokwa. Hashemorko yala bababa hadia do da bashaya monoto hokai. Kaya mamonoto taya diashoya ka. Here's what the Lord says The Spirit of God will come upon you during your time of personal praise and worship. And you will begin to sing in the Spirit. And as you begin to sing in the Spirit, the Lord will give you an interpretation of the song that you're singing, and you will sing in this, and you will sing in your understanding. As you begin to sing in the Spirit, you will release the songs that are on the inside of you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's some good stuff. Now, hang on. I got I to preface it. Uh, yeah, whatever you call that word. Hallelujah. I'll butcher the English words. And I, I speak a version of English called Reckonese. And I, I make up words as I go, okay? Now, have you ever heard of photobombing? It's where somebody's taking a picture and you stick your head in their photo. There's something called prophecy bombing. Meaning that if a prophetic word relates to you and it bears witness in your heart, just go ahead and grab a hold of it. Say, I'm going to take that. And I know God called them out, but God called that person out to highlight an area and other people, and I'm going to grab a hold of it. Now, don't be grabbing a hold of the singing a new song verse if you can't sing. Amen? This ain't American Idol, just in case you want to know. But you know what? Grab the other ones in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want to pray over you. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Things are about to happen for you. And the Lord spoke this word to me on the plane on the way here to speak over you. And this is what is going on. He wants to prepare your heart so that you understand what is happening and what is going on in the name of Jesus. Oh, my Lord, Jesus. I'm picking up things right now. Your ministry will be marked by three surges. You're going to have a surge. You're going to have three major surges in your ministry. You're going to have a surge of growth. You're going to have a surge, three different stages in which you're going to have a surge and then you're going to rest. And then you're going to surge and then you're going to rest. And then you're going to surge and then you're going to rest. And the Lord wants me to tell you this today so that you're prepared for it because that's the way God's going to grow you. You're going to surge and then you're going to rest. And your ministry will have normal growth that other ministries have, that other churches have, but God is going to deal with you in surges. It's going to be like you stomp, you're going to stomp on the gas, you're going to accelerate, and then you're going to, and then you're going to take time to rest and, and just to, to bring in the harvest and to sustain it, and then you're going to surge again. And the Lord wants you to know that your first surge is about to happen in the name of Jesus. The first surge is about to happen in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I release the power of God upon you and your wife. In the name of Jesus. And I see with you, I'm seeing a turtle. I see a turtle. And I see you pulling back in the shell to protect yourself. And the Lord is saying right now that, uh, that, that wanting to protect yourself in ministry, that wanting to protect yourself, the Lord is going to set you free from the turtle shell in the name of Jesus. And right now you're about to shine and you're about to step into something that you've never stepped into before in your life. And God is going to give you revelation and God is going to reveal different components of your relationship with you. The Lord is saying you don't have to go back in the turtle shell and worry about what people are going to say and what they're going to do. You are going to thrive outside of the turtle shell.
name of Jesus. And God, God, I just believe that this is going to be a beginning of a new walk with God between you and God. God is going to get you out of the turtle shell. I heard a prophecy a long time ago. It is safer on the water with Jesus than it is in the boat. And God is just going to break. And I just sense that about your personality that you pull back into the, and God is going to change that about you in the name of Jesus. And it's going to be an anointing. And you're going to start ministering to women. And you're going to start ministering to children. And you're going to start setting, seeing people set free. And you're, going to, and you're going to sit there and you're going to say, Lord, this is exactly what I needed. You're going to become comfortable outside of the turtle shell in the name of Jesus. I release the power of the Holy Spirit right now. Bring her out, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. And I hear the Lord saying that there are things that I've recorded on your heart that need to be spoken. And that things that I've recorded on your heart that I've spoken to you, you're going to be being to boldly speak them out of your mouth. And people and captives are going to go free in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Financially, right now, the offering, the money that is coming into the church, is a third of what God wants to bring into this church right now at this time. God is going to increase the offerings by two thirds in a very short period of time. There has been, God is going to increase it. And God said, let there be no hesitation. Let there be no pulling back to talk about prosperity and finances, says the Lord. He said, unlock the people and release them into kingdom finances. And God is saying that right now you're getting about a third of what you need, and God is going to triple it, two-thirds, in Jesus' name. You watch. The offerings are going to go up. And I ain't saying that to manipulate that. I'm saying that to say he put his faith out and God can do what God wants to do. Amen? If you ain't got it, you can't give it, right? Amen. Praise God. But God's going to increase you. But the good thing is what God has spoken over the head, it goes over the rest of the body in the name of Jesus. He's going to increase your finances. You're going to do more for the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. Oh, la, la, Lungs. God is healing lungs right now in the name of Jesus. Who here used to, and I'm not trying to embarrass you, who here used to smoke? Has asthma? Has anything resulted in the past of smoking? I want you to stand to your feet if that's you. Stand to your feet. Don't worry about it. We're not trying to embarrass you. God's going to heal you right now. God's going to open up your lungs right now in the name of Jesus. And if you're still, if you're still, if you're still addicted to cigarettes, not a problem, God can break that too. Is that okay? You're good with that. Right now. Father God, just receive it right now in the name of Jesus. I release the healing power of God to heal these lungs. I command right now the lungs to open. I see right now that part of the lung is missing. 
I, I release a creative miracle right now into those lungs to create those lungs, to recreate what has been missing, to open up the tubes, to open up the airways in Jesus' mighty name. And when I got that word, I knew it was this man right here. In Jesus' name. I know it was you guys. You just stand still. But I want to lay hands on this guy. In the name of Jesus, I release the power of God. I command these lungs to open and to be restored in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for it. Hallelujah. God is good. Who's been having a problem with their digestive system and their throat? their esophagus, acid reflux. Anybody been having trouble with that? You've been having trouble with acid reflux and digestive problems. Why don't you come down here and let me lay hands on you. Hallelujah. This thing's going to end right now. It's going to end right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Just line up right here. We got some ushers kind of direct a little bit. Yep, that's fine. Look at this. What have you guys been doing? Have you guys been eating that Kansas City food, that barbecue? <laughs> Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I release the power of God into this digestive system. I curse heartburn and acid reflux in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I release the power of God. Yes, in the name of Jesus. 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 Yes, I curse it. I break it. I command it to loose their body in Jesus' name. I curse you, foul work of the devil. And, and, and the power of God is going there. It's restoring flappers. It's restoring the, the lining in the esophagus. The, the, it, it's all going away right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus, I release the power of God into this digestive system. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. This girl right here. Come on up here. I want to talk to you. Can you come? Yeah. Nope, behind you. Yep. Yep, you. You just turned around. Yep, come on up here. I want to pray for you. Are you okay? I'm not going to embarrass you. It'll be okay. Yep, you're good. Hang on one second. In a little second, let me pray for this lady here. Father God, I hear the Lord say right now, when I saw you sitting there, you know what I heard the Lord say? I saw your back. And I saw the Lord say, this girl's about to get a spine. You're about to get a spine. The devil's been steamrolling you, running all over you, and you're about to get a spine. Kingdom boldness is about to come upon you, and these things that keep on thwarting you, hindering you, picking away at you, they're about ready to be taken care of. And God is drawing a line in the sand, and they are being taken care of right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You're about to get a spine, and your man issues are about to get taken care of. In the name of Jesus. Is that a little bit more clear to what I'm talking about? 
you're about to get a spine, but it's going to be a kingdom spine and not a fleshly spine. And th some things are about ready to take care of themselves. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I can take care of you better than any man can take care of you. I'm able to do it, God says. I got resources you don't even know about. And God said, you're about ready to get a, a spine and you're about ready to come out of this on the other side of this thing and walk free of it in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I release the power of the Holy Ghost and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You want me to pray over you for something? I, I want my quickly hang on we want to and, and, and we're going to cut things a little short that's okay we'll just do what God wants us to do she came up here to pray uh, to have her prayer language if you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost today and you don't speak in tongues why don't you come forward and let us pray for you to get receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit amen anybody else anybody else want to be filled with the Holy Ghost there ain't nothing to be afraid of you know what they used to tell you? It says it in the book of Luke. It says that if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them to ask? You're not going to get a devil. God's not going to give you a serpent, and you're not going to get a stone. We're going to lay hands on you right now, and you're going to begin to pray in the Spirit. Is that okay? If anybody else wants to come, come down here. Marcus will pray with you. Uh, I want to. I need to. I'm going to pray over everybody. I, I hate to be. Joy, but I've got to, we got to move all this stuff out of here. So, how many of you appreciate uh, Marcus? So, Father, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing and what you did here this morning. And we just agree that these words are coming to pass. We put faith in them when we need to put faith, and we put action when we need to put action. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have an awesome week. If you're part of my cleanup team, if you want to start cleaning up, that would be. Tremendous. We appreciate it.